Hey there, and welcome to the Business of Business podcast. Here we are two daughters and their dad seeking to inspire and educate you to follow your dreams of being in business by teaching you the business of being in business. The good, the bad, the humor are all parts of our unique perspective as an entrepreneurial family. Thanks for joining us. So grab a coffee, turn up the volume. Here we go. J Faith Hair Studio, centrally located in Southern New Jersey. J Faith Hair Studio is the place to go to become the best version of yourself. Confidence in your appearance is always important and a great hairstyle is an absolute necessity. Visit jfaithhairstudio.com to book your appointment today. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Business of Business podcast, Two Daughters and Their Dad. I am your host, Stacey J. Dempsey, and the J is very important because it's what brings the joy. And I have with me, per usual, the dad and the other daughter. Say hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. So uh, we are performing our podcasts via Zoom to be respectful of all things COVID-19. Um, so bear with us if we have some technical difficulties, but I think we have it all figured out at this point. So with that being said, I want to talk today about hoping for the best, but preparing the worst as our businesses have lived through one shutdown with COVID-19 and have reopened. And now that the cases seem to be rising in the United States, um, some states being shut down, some states having additional restrictions, how are we preparing our businesses for the potential uh, the, the, the potential of being shut down? again. And I know that Jack and Jennifer have some insight on, you know, kind of how they are preparing, how they are staying optimistic, um, and how they are choosing to show up for their employees and their clients. So, um, Jen, I know that um, your business in particular um, kind of might be a little more at risk uh, in the insurance industry of, you know, physically being shut down and not being able to perform, um, you know, doing hair. So what are you finding are some of the challenges, and, you know, what ways of staying optimistic? How are you? How are you feeling about everything? It's a lot. It's definitely a lot. But I think the first thing is, is the right mindset. You know, owning a business, we have to accept how everyone feels about COVID-19. Okay, so we have some people I would say are very, very paranoid and, and very cautious, and some people that are a little bit more lax about the situation. So really just having the mindset that we want to respect how everyone feels, um, whether it's different than our opinion or not. One of the hardest situations that I'm in is, you know, really making sure that everyone feels comfortable inside your business. Me, my staff, the clients, we want everyone to feel comfortable coming in and doing business with us. So obviously you guys know we went through a three-month shutdown that we could not do any business. When we reopened, we were super tight with our restrictions, not double booking and all of the things. And I will admit, I the, the only thing that we've got lax about is trying to do more clients. So started to double book a little bit, adding more people into the salon. We can't have more than 10 people in the salon. So obviously we, we stuck with that. Um, having people wait outside if we had too many people. But as COVID is on the rise again, we definitely had to get back into that mindset of really making sure we kept it 10 people and under and stopped 
double booking, which is really hard because we are still in our busiest season for my business. My business does the best um, around the holiday season. And even though people are not going anywhere from what it sounds like for Thanksgiving, people still want their hair done. And, and, and we've heard that time and time again is even though we are not doing what we normally would be doing, people still want to feel good and look good. And, you know, that's how we add value to our community. We still want them to know it's okay to get your hair done and make sure that you feel good about yourself, even if you're just on Zoom and not going into the office. So making sure that everyone inside your business feels comfortable, we're definitely tightening down. And it's hard. And it's hard to tighten down when there's so much potential right now to be doing as many people as we can and making the kind of money that we're used to. As an entrepreneur, that stinks to not be able to make that same kind of money that we're used to, especially in the holiday season. But at the same time, we want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable doing business with us and also working for us. So that has to be the number one priority right now is everyone's safety with COVID-19. I know one thing, I can't get an appointment to get my hair cut. I know, I feel so I've been trying for two weeks. I'm going to have to go back to Frank the Barber, I guess. (laughs) Get a little buzz cut. Get me through a few months. Which I'm not complaining. As a partner in J Faith, I'm not complaining about being too busy, that's for sure. I guess what I would say is really have a strong focus on the things that, you know, you really have control over. I mean, we certainly don't have control over the decisions made by government officials on closing businesses or cutting back and limiting and all those things. I mean, at this point, my, you know, my personal feelings are, you know, it's businesses have adapted. They've done things to, you know, create safety measures for people. People are going out and they're doing business. I don't know what a shutdown at this point is going to do uh, any good because, you know, obviously it didn't really do any good before because as soon as people started going back out again, you know, obviously the cases were on the rise. So I'm just hoping they don't, you know, they don't get too uh, out of hand with uh, with restrictions or closing down businesses. But I am hearing that they're going to close down gyms and things like that. So I hope that's not the case. Control what you can control. And uh, as Jen was saying, if you if you have a business that has public exposure, whether it's in, in her type of business where people are coming in, you know, just really have a very good system of trying to protect people, protect your employees, um, and and communicate uh, with everybody. And I think the other thing too is to continue to, to the best you can, remind people or give them resources, you know, especially your employees, because I know that's a big deal. People are concerned about getting the virus at work. Uh, but again, just trying to remind people that of where the, you know, where your particular area is at, you know, where, you know, how many cases are, I mean, we're, we're monitoring that here and we're just monitoring how many cases are in the area. Keep up, you know, understanding what your area is and, and communicating that to your employees because we hear what's on the, out in the news of, you know, COVID cases on the rise and all of that. But again, that can be very geographic and, and, and you know, where you have certainly spikes in some areas that don't re- impact maybe your areas. So I would just say control what you can control. Make sure you understand what, what's going on in your area. Communicate frequently with your employees and your uh, and your 
customer, and that's the best we can do. Yeah, I know earlier we were talking about, you know, once, you know, since we've all kind of been through it once that there, you know, especially with you, Jennifer, there's businesses around you um, that you've talked to that have said, you know, we, we are aiming for if we can't do X, Y, and Z and how we will place that, place that service um, with something else, um, you know, like able to dine in they're going to go back to curbside pickup and things like that. So are you seeing more of that? Do you guys feel the same way as far as, you know, we've kind of been through this once, you know, we're kind of preparing, you know, we didn't do this great last time, but this time around, if we have to do it, we'll do it differently. I think that's, that's one of the big positives that's coming out of all of this is that we have been through a shut, a government shutdown once. So if it happens again, you almost feel um, a little bit more prepared, no matter what industry you're in. Um, and you learn from what you did wrong the first time. Obviously, with with my business, you know that it's really, really hard to do anything outside of the walls. But yeah, in our strip mall, we have a few um, food places. And the conversation is, if it happens, we're going to be ready. So for the food industry, again, if we're going to see another shutdown, we're going to see indoor dining clothes, gyms, and things like that, obviously, before it gets to hair salons and nail salons. And I think people, I mean, entrepreneurs, business owners are ready for it to happen again, hopefully. If they're not, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> But yeah, we're ready. I mean, and again, so we're this past week, we've just seen a, an overflow of people rushing into the salon to say, you know, I moved my appointment up um, a week early in case you guys get shut down. I hope you don't get shut down. Um, and so what does the conversation look like for that? And that had to be a conversation with the team to just reassure them that we need to reassure our guests and really make sure that um, they know that we're going to do everything in our power to not shut down. Dempsey Weiss & Associates is a multi-line insurance agency successfully meeting the insurance and financial needs of the landscaping, business contractor, and agricultural community in southern New Jersey and southeastern Pennsylvania since 1989. To learn more, visit us at www.dempseyweiss.com. And then on the other hand of that, my team, my team is looking at me and I had a stylist come up to me in private and just say, please tell me if we get shut down again, that the salon will be okay. So what does that look like? I mean, again, I've had, I've called dad and had my freak out moments like they can't shut us down again. Um, so how do we turn that around and, and and be a leader for our team and the clients? Because they are looking at us in these hard times for guidance. We have to be as positive as possible. And one thing I did learn, like you said, Dad, the first shutdown is I had to learn very quickly that I cannot be stressed out or worried about things that are completely out of my control. And that's the message to my team is we're not going to worry about things that we can't control. We're going to just continue to show up, do the best we can. And our clients don't want to hear about our problems. So keep the conversation light and airy and, um, and make sure that everyone's safe. And, and to reassure them that, yes, listen, we made it through a three-month shutdown before. I will do everything it takes to make sure we have a salon to come back to if it happens again. And other than that, we're in there busting out beautiful hair. I don't know what else to say. I mean, in our case, I mean, we're certainly not going to be shut down. 
but you know where it impacts us is just the comfortability of potentially new clients or clients you know getting together or having face-to-face meetings i mean we definitely once once things opened up more uh you definitely saw where people are more comfortable coming into the office and having meetings in our conference room you know we assure them that it's you know it's wiped down um and and coming out to their businesses if we're meeting them at their location uh their homes you know, so we definitely have seen where people have gotten more comfortable with that. Our vulnerability is more, you know, things really start to heighten and, and and that messaging out there in the media, you know, we could definitely see where people would start to kind of feel like, okay, well, we need to try and do things by phone or Zoom. And, and again, we can do that. And, and, and that's an innovation that we got better at you know, through uh, COVID, it's better to meet with people. <laughs> it's better to have that meeting face-to-face. It's better to be able to sit across from someone, even if you have a mask on and social distance, than try to do business, you know, our business through, through, the, through the phone. So again, you know, we're just going to continue to communicate that, um, you know, we're, we're here, we're open for business. It may be looking differently than it does today if we have to go back to being more remote somehow, some way with our staff. But just again, assure people we're keeping everything wiped down. We have protocols in place for that, that should make them feel relatively at ease about coming in and, and, uh, and doing business in person. So uh, that's just the approach that we're going to be taking and have been taking and just keep that communication up. Yeah, you know what? As we're talking, I just remembered, I think a big thing that I have just changed this past week is inventory, right? So if you have a business and you have products that you sell, so for example, shampoo and conditioner, the holiday season, our manufacturers normally do like crazy um, box sets and like discounts and we can get things we can get shampoo, conditioner, hair products, jewelry. We can get all of these things at such a huge discount. So I really do, to be honest, spend thousands of dollars during the holiday season um, gaining our inventory um, and our stock up inside of the salon. And this, and so the first thing that we noticed in the market is that the manufacturer, they just did not produce um what they would normally produce during the holidays. They didn't put box sets together like that. They didn't make a lot again because they're preparing for a shutdown. And so, you know, that really made me look at our business and say, well, first of all, we can't invest thousands of dollars into products, even if they are at a discount, right? Because we don't want them sitting around for three months, not moving. So we really, you know, I just shifted to really purchasing what we need on a week-to-week basis. So if we do go into a shutdown, we don't have a ton, you know, above and beyond amount of products um, than we normally would. So, you know, you can just see that trickle-down effect um, coming into businesses that, that maybe right now is not the time to invest like you normally would. Um, and kind of keep a little bit more money in the bank in case something does happen. And that can be really, really hard 
financially owned businesses that are used to making a certain amount of money, used to investing a certain amount of money um, and making that decision not to, and that, and you just don't have the same amount of product or you're just doing things differently. Um, so that, that's been a major thing that we have changed this time around as COVID starts to go up. Yeah, that's a really good point, Jen. I know that in my nonprofit life, you know, where we are um, preparing meals um, to be delivered to, um, you know, people that are, you know, vulnerable people that are in our community and um, the, the demand um, for, you know, this bulk food um, has gone up, but the, um, you know, it's just not there. It's just not there. And so we have had to become extremely creative, um, how to actually get the food that we need to prepare. Um, and one of those ways, um, was actually, um, linking with local farmers who do CSAs. So rather than going to the bigger companies that we've kind of always relied on to buy things in bulk at, you know, what we felt like was a discounted rate, um, what we've found is that by, you know, actually, I mean, we have to do a little bit more work, um, but actually really partnering with other, you know, other people in our community to get those same services so that we can save money on the food, um, you know, so that we can feed more people had to be become creative because like you said that kind of trickle down effect of you know what is needed and the price going up and you know and all of that we've had to really become you know much more creative um on where we get it but also more conservative on how we spend it um and really taking a look a hard look at our mission to make sure that we are doing what our mission says it is and not really not really reaching too far outside of that where before we maybe would have, you know, kind of done, done more work um, to provide some services to people that we just don't typically um, do. But now it's really like, sometimes we have to say no to certain things because things are just that tight. Um, So I think that, you know, and also preparing for potentially another shutdown where, you know, we're not going to be able to have, food on the doors of the people that need it. Now, what does that look like? And really preparing for it. Um, and even going back to having the office staff um, for the organization go back to working part-time to start getting used to, you know, having to work in the office part-time and working at home part-time when we have staff that's typically not, has it always been real strong at working from home? So starting that process now so that if it happens, it's not such a blow to us. Um, at least in our nonprofit world, I know here at Dempsey West, I had clients that never even knew that we technically closed our doors, but we were open. And, and some people who thought that we were not essential workers and that we were shut down altogether. So it was like one thing or the other, either people felt, didn't even know that, you know, our, like we were working from home or people who thought we were totally shut down. It was, you know, pretty, pretty interesting. Um, so any final pieces of advice that you feel like you guys could give to people as we you know, really start going into the holiday season, looking into the new year? Um, I know this is a lot, you know, this is a time when people start really looking at what their financial goals maybe are for the upcoming year. 
um, but knowing that we are still living in all things COVID. So anything that you guys could maybe share with our listeners as we go into these final months of 2020? Probably going to be one of the more challenging years, you know, depending on when you do your business planning, another 12 month segment. So if you're, if you do a, you know, a calendar year planning, uh, budgeting and all that, I mean, I, I would probably, you know, as you look going into the end, into December and doing that planning, you know, you just, you're probably just going to need to be nimble, you know, and be able to kind of make some adjustments, um, you know, look back, you know, and see kind of what your, what your business looked like, understanding the trends of your business over the course of uh, that 12 month period. But just realizing that since there are, you know, there's, there's always unknowns in business, there's always things that can come up in the course that, you know, you just don't plan for. But I think, as we've said before, COVID took it to a whole nother level. I mean, you know, this, you know, the, you know, pandemic is not something that, you know, you can kind of think about what would business be like if we went into a recession or something like that. But this is just a whole different situation that you just can't really even think through. So I know just trying to be nimble, uh, but but not let it prevent you from doing planning. I mean, I think that's the key. A lot of people might say, you know what, I don't know what, I don't know what the next two weeks are going to be. How in the world am I going to plan for the next 12 months? Well, do your planning, you know, lay it out, you know, lay it out as if things are going to, are going to go well. Uh, Because there are some things out there that are different now than the first time around when, when, you know, COVID was so new that nobody really understood it all. So, there is a lot more understanding around COVID-19 now than what there was the first time. So I would still plan for, you know, 2021, lay it out as if it's going to be a good year to do business. It could be one of the best years ever. Um, But also understand that, you know, you might get into the first couple months of the year and you're going to have to make some, make some adjustments uh, to the plan because, you know, things still aren't moving as fast as they you thought or something. But I would just encourage people to say, you know what, I'm not going to do planning. I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants until this becomes more clear on what the future holds because we're probably never going to get there anyway <laughs> to that conclusion. Yeah, I really want to share one thing with our listeners. The beginning of January 2020, I had a plan um, for my business to remodel. I had a designer and a, and a carpenter and we had it all mapped out of this plan of what we wanted to the salon to look like. You know, we're coming up on five years. So I thought it's time to remodel a little bit. So, you know, we started the first half of the plan. And as soon as the government shut us down for COVID, you know, we had already invested um, half of the money. So during the three month shutdown, they installed the first piece of furniture that I had built. And at that time, I told the team that stop the project because I truly don't know what's going to happen. So we stopped the project and we only had half of the work done. And again, we were already financially um, committed to updating the salon. So we reopened in in June. When was it, Dad? When was it September? Maybe around September. I called 
you know, the carpenter back. I called the designer. I said, let's finish, let's finish our project that we had planned January, 2020. So 99% of our plan has been completed. There, there were, there's like a few lights that, you know, we wanted to put in that we haven't put in yet. So the point of the story is, you know, I, we had a plan in January. It stopped in March. I wasn't sure if we would complete it or if we would even get to use the new furniture inside the building. Um, and here we are ending 2020 and with brand new furniture. It's so beautiful. I'm so proud of it. Um, something that should have took three months took a whole year. So I hope that encourages someone to say, you know, you even with a plan, um, things happen and you can always go back to the plan. Um, and if you had a business starting in, in 2020 and you still have that business, then you should be very proud because I do know of many businesses that truly did not survive um, COVID-19. And if you have, and especially if your business is thriving, you should be very, very proud of yourself for that. Yeah, that's a good point. I, you know, I know back when we went through the Great Recession in 2008, 2009, and yeah, things were, you know, we, we kind of forget that was, you know, over 10 years ago now, but it, it was, things were tough. Uh, you know, there was a lot of nervousness out there. And, and what I noticed coming out of that and looking back is that the businesses that stayed, that didn't reel back and just, you know, kind of take a pause but you know, tried to stay with their with their plan, stay with what they were trying to um, get accomplished, and and in some cases even increase their investment into their business during that period of time. Not only did they come out of it quicker, uh, they just came out of it financially stronger, and the business really took off uh, for them. So, I guess you know as as. Jennifer was describing there to, you know, stay the course, continue to, you know, follow through and, um, and just not let this thing just push you back to where you just feel like you're paralyzed. Well said. Well, Jack and Jennifer, thank you. Her usual, you guys did a wonderful job and all that insight. Um, we do want to ask our listeners um, to, Go to our Facebook page, which is uh, the Business to Business, Two Daughters and Their Dad. And we'd love for you to submit any questions that you have for us. We'd love to answer them in an upcoming episode. Um, and um, we just want you to know that we appreciate all of our listeners. Please be sure to share us um, with all your friends and family. Don't keep us a secret. It's too good. It's just too good. So don't keep us a secret. Um, and until we can all be together again, please be safe and we will see you guys next time. Bye. We want to thank you for listening today. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Leave us a positive review. And we want to say thank you to our sponsors, Dempsey Weiss and Associates and J Faith Hair Studio.